Hello and welcome to the PCOS Diva podcast. My name is Amy Medling. I'm a certified health coach and I'm the founder of PCOS Diva. And my mission is to help women with PCOS find the tools and knowledge they need to take control of their PCOS so they can regain their fertility, femininity, health, and happiness. This podcast is sponsored by my new book, Healing PCOS, a 21-day plan that takes you step-by-step through healing and thriving with PCOS. It's all in there waiting for you, beginning with the three keys to living your best life as a PCOS diva. For more details, visit HealingPCOS.com. Today, today I have an interesting guest um, that I invited on to the PCOS podcast. Um, he's a doctor, but he's not an uh, endocrinologist or a gynecologist, um, uh, but actually a dentist. And um, Dr. Stephen Lin is also a TEDx speaker and the author of his brand new book, The Dental Diet. He has a background in biomedical science, and he's dedicated his career to outline the nutritional basis of dental disease. And I just had the opportunity to read Dr. Lin's book um, over the last couple nights, and you know, it's a real eye-opener. And I just uh, want to welcome you to the PCOS Diva podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Amy, and all the good work you do as well, because it's so important. Oh, well, thank you. Um, so I really was excited to bring you on to the podcast, because I don't think women have any idea that um, their dental health is really linked to uh, their PCOS and their PCOS symptoms and their general health. And I, I know I've shared in my blog that early on when I was really suffering with PCOS symptoms in my 20s, um, despite having really impeccable um, you know, habits when it came to taking care of my teeth, uh, I was really struggling with gum disease and could not figure out why in the world I would be if, you know, my my brushing habits were good, my flossing habits were good. Um, and it wasn't until years later that I realized that there was a connection with my overall systemic health. So that's kind of what we're here to talk about today and, and shed some light on that topic. Uh, so I would love for you maybe to start with kind of explaining um, you know, why dental health isn't sort of on its own island, um, that it's really part of our overall health of our bodies. Yeah, it's, it's really great to hear your story in terms of that, Amy, because it's so common. And this was a problem that I face in practice a lot is that I had uh, many, um, you, know, you know, middle to uh, you know, elderly aged people who were, you know, up to date with their health. You know, they, you know, they, but, you know, by any standard or means they would uh, be considered healthy but they did have persistent gum disease and my problem was is that the only um, the only uh, way that the dental industry would address this is, is to offer periodontal cleaning and therapies and antibacterials and and so it's a very kind of you know silver bullet approach and that kind of led me down the, the road to writing the dental diet because you know there is a deeper understanding of the disease processes here and that's what it's so important the mouth is the first point that many of these issues start to bleeding gums for instance is one of the first points that we can probably detect hormone changes and microbiome changes and that is the cascade that sets off everything else in the body um 
So I've, you know, it's been such a journey in terms of joining nutrition to the mouth, but then understanding that every chronic problem that people are having has some pathway back to the mouth. And we need to really understand this first. And that's why dental nutrition is so important because when you understand how to eat for your mouth, your whole body falls into place. Yeah. And I, and I like that what you were saying about how um, dentists were sort of treating the symptoms, you know, with the periodontal cleanings and the antibacterial rather getting, rather than getting to the root cause. And that's sort of what we deal with, with PCOS, you know, doctors want to give us um, the birth control pill or metformin to kind of act as sort of a bandaid on, um, you know, slapping a bandaid on the symptoms, but not getting to the root, which often is, you know, looking at your diet. So tell us more about the dental diet and, you know, what, what type of, I don't know, vitamin deficiencies you're seeing and, um, you know, what type of diet is leading to dental issues? Yeah, the, the big issue that we've misunderstood with um, dental health is that the, the way the, the body manages our, our teeth and our gums and our jaw is very much fundamental to our structure. So when your body doesn't have the nutrients to maintain its teeth and it's, it will grow its jaws, it's in deep deficiency. And so we've misunderstood this in terms of jaw development for kids. So kids shouldn't grow jaws that don't house 32 teeth. That's a huge problem. But that all begins with a hormonal issue through, um, through development. So it's slow hormones, so growth hormone, testosterone, sex hormones that are, um, should be signaling jaw growth are not getting, um, we're not feeding our bodies enough. And so the key nutrient system is the fat-soluble vitamin system. And so that's vitamin A, vitamin D, and vitamin K2. And if we're not really familiar with these nutrients, you don't get enough of them. None of my patients were getting enough of them. I didn't understand them. That was my road to writing the dental diet because I had to go through all of the scientific literature that shows this stuff is so fundamental to our physiological structure. Kids don't grow jaws that fit 32 teeth. We get tooth decay, we get gum disease, and then we go down the road of digestive problems, immune problems, hormonal problems, Alzheimer's disease, dementia. The whole spectrum sits in, in this underlying issue of not eating the right nutrients for uh, bones and teeth. And so the amazing connection with hormones is that all of our signaling messengers throughout the body are really underlied with this fat-soluble vitamin system. And so in terms of our stem cells, so the, um, the stem cells in your bone marrow are signaled by these nutrients. And so when we, um, those stem cells actually either go out to be immune cells or they go out to be bone-growing cells or skeletal cells or teeth. Uh, you know, the immune system inside your teeth. So when you don't signal these things the right way, you're, you're off to a bad start already. And so this is what's happening in our bodies. Then down the road, we get things like, you know, hormonal imbalances and you know, digestive problems, uh, sleep issues. All of it fits into this spectrum of not eating the right foods. Mm. And, you know, I think that um, women with PCOS, I, I, I've, and I, this was myself being overfed and undernourished. I mean, I was eating a lot of the wrong foods, but I wasn't um, getting the nutrients that my body needed. And I know for myself, vitamin D was, was one that I was extremely low in. And studies have shown that, that up to 85% of women with PCOS are low in vitamin D. Um, can you kind of tell us a little bit more about why being low in that particular nutrient um, can cause a problem? And 
Um, and I just want to also say that I know now I take a vitamin D with K1 and K2 to help the absorbability. And you had mentioned K2 as being really important. Yeah, so in, in the dental diet, we learned that there's, there's, there's a hierarchy of nutrients that your body uses. And the, the most important thing it devotes this, these nutrients to are your skeletal structures. So if your skeletal structures aren't working properly, then that means the body is in, you know, it's in starvation mode. And so vitamin D, we've known, you know, since the rickets epidemic in the early 1900s, that it's crucial to our skeletal formation. So why we haven't seen this as being fundamental to, um, you know, to uh, jaws and teeth is just beyond me. Because we know, for instance, to prevent tooth decay, there are cells inside your your teeth called odontoblasts that feed on vitamin D. So that's, instead of, you know, worrying about toothpaste or mouthwash, we should be, you know, focusing on vitamin D. But then, since about 2000, all this literature has come out about what vitamin D does elsewhere in the body. So our digestive system, the immune system, metabolism, the brain, there's, the brain is filled with vitamin D receptors. And so if we're not getting vitamin D at its most basic level, which, as, and I test this on my, every single one of my patients, they're all deficient. Mm -hmm. um, and so all of these processes are going wrong and starts with your teeth and then flows right throughout the body. Yeah. And you mentioned testing, you know, I really recommend that every woman gets tested because you need to know a baseline, you know, 2000 units, probably not going to be enough for you. You might need kind of mega doses to get yourself optimized. Yeah. The, what I've found, especially with people with chronic digestive and hormone issues uh, that they do take time. So vitamin D blood levels don't just pop up. So in kids, for instance, um, the, the, even just the diet. So the dental diet really gets them, you know, corrected in terms of, because, um, you know, kids are very responsive. But if we've had a process of, of chronic disease, you need to make a strategy and monitor your vitamin D, especially if you're not in a warm climate and can't get sun. Yeah, so testing, I recommend four times a year. Know your vitamin D level. It's the most important measure. Why not? You know, through the seasons, know where it dips, you know, know when your stress levels and diet changes and how it is, um, you know, how it fluctuates during these times. Yeah, that's great advice. Now, now tell us more about K2. So K2 is a, is a fat-soluble nutrient that actually goes alongside D. So D actually uh, absorbs calcium in the body. K2 actually activates proteins that helps us use calcium. So without K2, your body can, you can flood your body with calcium. The studies actually show but if you have vitamin D and calcium supplements, we actually increase the risk of um, heart attacks and not, um, and, and not bone density. So that means that you're flooding your body with calcium. Your arteries and soft tissues are hardening up, but your, your bones and teeth are just looking at you. And one of the best measures of this is actually dental calculus. So that spot behind your teeth when you go to the dentist and you hate it when they, when they scrub it away because it's so painful, that's one of the most the first place you get dental calculus buildup. And I notice this on patients. Some people would even have good oral hygiene and they get this calculus buildup, that hardened, thick um, buildup, while others would not at all. And the, the difference is K2. So K2 activates proteins that carries calcium around the body. But it also has hormonal issues. So it, it actually activates hormones, sex hormones, uh, the brain, the immune system, K2, and this fat-soluble vitamin system alongside A actually have this beautiful, you know, synergistic way of activating nearly every system in your body. And so there's two types of K2. There's the menaquinone 4, which is the animal source um, uh, K2. 
and the metaquinone 7, which is actually bacterially sourced. So your gut, if you have a healthy gut, I think we produce some of this metaquinone 7. We don't, the studies don't exactly elucidate how much or, or um, whether that's adequate, but there is a bacterial source of it. And you can actually eat it through fermented foods. But in the body, the liver will actually trans will convert K1 and MK7 to MK4. So your body uses MK4 probably at, at the, uh, the, the most actively. So it goes straight to tissues, activates all the different organs that K2 um, uh, does the sex hormone pathways. MK7 is more for bones. So it will go to the bones of the deeper and it will make sure your bones are mineralizing. And then K1 is more for the, the, blood, coag the blood coagulation pathway. It's actually a different molecule altogether. Yeah, yeah it's really fascinating. Um, it, now, you mentioned the gut, and you know, in your book, you talk a lot about you know, how the, the gut and the microbiome plays a big role you know, in your dental health. Can you, and, and we know that the microbiome plays a huge role in, in PCOS. Um, can you talk to us more about that? Yeah, look, so, I mean, what we need to, the silly thing we've looked at our mouths is that, you know, we've tried to scrub and disinfect our mouths as much as possible, but we are swallowing thousands of bacteria every, you know, every second. And so this is the seed of the gut microbiome. And so the mouth and the oral microbiome, see, there are probiotic bacteria that live in the mouth. We learn this in the dental diet and really un understanding our diversity and ecology of that environment. Um, actually, uh, that's how we garner health, not disinfecting. Disinfecting is, is to get rid of disease process. For health, we need diversity. That's the same in the gut. So we can learn so much about the mouth. And you, really, it, if you have gut problems, you need to look at your mouth too. So if you have gum disease, you will need to treat alongside the gut because you're swallowing these microbes all the time. So you should never see them in isolated systems. Always address your mouth and dental health alongside the gut. Mm -hmm. So what do you think about ladies that are listening that are using Listerine every night? I would say Listerine is the first thing you can cut out. Absolutely cut it out because it's like throwing a grenade into your, into your oral microbiome. We don't know what it does. We haven't even identified half the species that live in the mouth. All we know is that we've killed off much of the diversity that lived in, in, this, um, in, in our mouths through uh, archaeological studies of uh, dental plaque. Diversity is the key. Do not use mouthwash. It's not the way for health. <laughs> okay. Um, so, you know, a lot of us have, you know, IBS and, you know, problems with our gut and gum disease. So could you give us a few tips? You know, first, you know, you said get rid of the Listerine. What else, what else can we do? Well, so our first point, manage your vitamin D levels. Like, you know, like be absolutely on, on point with, with how you no, and it's going to take some time. If you have IBS and hormonal issues, these things prepare yourself for a long road. That's fine though, because once you start, um, you know, edging up, you're going to feel better and better and better as the weeks go by, and you're going to start to understand your body much more too. So mm -hmm. don't be discouraged. But with gum disease, digestive issues, and healing the mouth, vitamin D, sleep, which is really important too. So you need to understand how you breathe, and so we learn this in the book too. So breathing exercises and and breathing through your nose and and calming the autonomic nervous system at night, we know this changes your digestive bacteria. And so we, that's the first sign of, uh, of a sleep disorder is teeth grinding. So when you grind your teeth at night, that's a sign that you're not getting enough oxygen or, you, or you're, you have what's called upper airway resistance syndrome, which is a, a, um, on the spectrum of sleep apnea. 
and you need to fix your breathing. You need to understand breathing. And we do that in the dental diet. We, we, mm-hmm. we breathe. And it's important for kids too because if kids breathe the right way and eat the right way, they develop jaws with straight teeth. So you, you mentioned sleep apnea and women with PCOS are 30 times uh, higher risk for sleep apnea. And you do, and I was surprised to read about those breathing exercises in your book. I mean, it's really as simple as that. Well, you know, like it, it's a, it's a road, you know, like it's, it's about understanding that the face and the craniofacial system mm-hmm. is there to, you know, like some people will need to go deeper into this. And there's a lot of information on my website about this. Mm-hmm. Um, but understanding that, na- that nasal breathing is um, both with your nervous system and delivering oxygen by itself. So, so without nasal breathing, you, you, you don't mix the air with nitric oxide. So it's so, so important. And just rescheduling yourself to understand, you know, yoga is very good for that too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and how your jaw developed, for instance, does predispose us to, so mouth breathing and, and um, you know, this poorly oxygenated air. Mm-hmm. Well, so I've seen some things on Facebook about mouth taping and, you know, they, they sell tape to tape your mouth what, what's your thoughts on that I'm just curious well if you if you can breathe nasally for a full night you'll, you're going to wake up in the morning feeling amazing because your brain is like wow i've just you know i've got all this oxygen through through the night now for people that have hormonal and um you know kind of long-standing sleep issues mouth taping is difficult to start with but mm-hmm. what i'd kind of suggest is start with the exercises and then st- and begin to um, you know, prime yourself into sealing your mouth. So you can use tape or you can use like a head strap. Nose cones are great too. So they're like a little, um, you can get them from online or at a pharmacy that kind of prop your nostrils open. Um, and that helps you to breathe through your nose because some people feel a bit claustrophobic about breathing through the nose because if we have a higher palate, the nasal sinuses are cramped by definition. So that helps too, but it's all about retraining that nasal breathing. It's, it's also a, a road as well. So mouth taping is... But not, you know, it's, it's a great option, but you just need to know that not everyone can do it. Right. So, you know, at the root of PCOS really is inflammation. It's this chronic kind of low-level inflammation. Um, and I know that that, for me, I think that was a huge part of what was affecting my, my gums. Um, so can you talk to us about that inflammation connection? Um, yeah. So, I mean, the, the thing about this is that with, with gum disease and the, the studies that link gum disease to other diseases, including P, PCOS, is, is that um, we, it's this very vague lit, you know, literature connection saying, well, you know, they're connected, but we don't know if it's, it's correlation or causation. But the, the problem is we've not understood the mechanisms. And so they're, it's, it's one condition. You know, gum disease is a sign of this inflammation, which is a sign that your microbes and your immune system aren't happy. That's what's happening, right? So in the mouth, mm-hmm. when your microbes aren't happy and your immune system aren't happy, you get bleeding gums. But the mm-hmm. immune system is primed in your gut, right? So bleeding gums is the first sign that your, that your gut and the immune system is unhappy. Remember, 80% okay. of your immune system is primed in the gut. So the first sign is bleeding gums, right? Because your, your, your body is upregulating your immune system to, to increase its response because it thinks something's bad there. Um, but all of that is about not having a tolerant immune system. And a tolerant immune system needs vitamin D. It needs the three fat-soluble vitamins you need to eat. It needs those probiotic foods and friendly bacteria, these um, 
uh, this diverse ecological environment, which we spoke about, instead of scrubbing and disinfecting. Mm-hmm. And you know, we need to breathe right as well. So the three points, so all of this is pinned in not feeding our bodies the right oxygen, giving us the right neural signals, vitamin D, the fat-soluble vitamins, and then feeding the microbiome the right thing. So it's, it's a, prob- a problem with this interface between our gut and our mouth. And if we just scrape the plaque away, you know, I like to say that, you know, you can, if you, if you have a car with an engine problem, you don't go to the car wash, do you? You get under the hood and you understand that what's wrong with the engine. It's crazy. We've just been scraping away at the surface when there's so much more to understand underneath. That's a great analogy. You know, you're right. It's really, it's really getting to the root of it. So, you know, ladies, if you're listening and you're struggling with your dental health, I, I really recommend picking up a copy of um, Dr. Lin's book, The Dental Diet. Um, what, why don't you tell us where you can find that book and where can we learn more about you and your work? Sure, yeah, The Dental Diet is available on Amazon or Barnes & Noble or um, across uh, Booktopia in Australia or Amazon UK as well. Uh, you can find more about me at drstephenlin.com. So we go through a lot of functional oral health concepts uh, and understand the root cause of dental disease and how it connects to the body. That's D-R-S-T-E-V-E-N-L-I-N.com. And on Facebook and Instagram at Dr. Stephen Lin, where we talk about this kind of stuff, do a lot of interviews and basically trying to connect the mouth-body um, link and you know how to really get better teeth and, and healthier life along the way. All right. I have one more question for you. So um, what if you go to your dentist and, you know, with all of this, you know, great information and they think it's like a bunch of bunk? Um, now that's going to happen. Um, if, if you do, you know, I would say try and send the link to the book. Um, you know, there's in the book, there's 300 scientific references, you know, that I, I have been training professionals in this. So there is a group of dental professionals out there that understand these concepts. Now, dental nutrition is the last leg. It's, you know, this is what I'm really trying to push out to get professionals in this, but uh, understanding, but sleep and airway, sleep disorders, um, kind of functional testing in the mouth. There are dentists that do this. Don't settle for someone that says, no, this is a bunch of bunk because, you know, if you just look at the reference section in the dental, there is so much Mm -hmm. science there. That was actually, you know, I left, that's probably a quarter of what we did to actually, um, to, to, to write the book. So unfortunately, health professionals are isolated from this, this stuff. So just know that, you know, there's no kind of, you know, there's no need to kind of get angry about it or, you know, really, you know, I would just try and find someone that understands it. And when you do, it is very, you know, it's, it, it's a lot easier because then, you know, it, they mightn't even say they're not familiar with the concepts of the, the dental diet they're at least going to be open to and understand that there's, you know, that there are pathways here to, um, you know, to, to work alongside your teeth and your dental health. Yeah. Like I say, you have to be a diva at the doctor. So <laughs> even at the dentist. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And get your, make sure your dentist talks to your doctors and health professionals too. Don't let them work in isolation. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a great point. I mean, when you have to do the medical intake form, write down that you have PCOS, yeah. uh, write down that you are low vitamin D. I mean, um, for some people, some dentists, you know, that would be the missing link that they need. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time today. This is, this is a great conversation and definitely eye opening, I think for a lot of us. Thanks so much for having me. I mean, yeah, I, I'm really excited. This connection between 
hormonal health and you know, our gums. And you know, this is something that we really need to get in. It's actually very simple if we just you know, kind of break it down from its you know, most fundamental points. And I think the mouth really is the key for that. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm so glad that you're sort of the ambassador out there spreading this, this good news. So um, keep doing your good work. Thanks so much, Amy. Thank you, everyone, everyone for listening. Thanks for joining us today. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast and learned a little something that can help you along in your journey. For more information about PCOS and PCOS Diva products and programs, visit PCOSDiva.com. This podcast was sponsored by my new book, Healing PCOS. It's my proven 21-day diet and lifestyle plan to help women with PCOS take back control of their health and resolve their symptoms. Healing PCOS offers you daily, small, manageable steps that help alleviate symptoms and control the inflammation, hormonal imbalance, and insulin resistance that underlie PCOS. The 21-day plan consists of a 21-day anti-inflammatory hormone-balancing meal plan, including meal prep and plan-ahead tips to make eating like a PCOS diva sustainable, 85 delicious recipes, daily lessons, and self-care exercises. I have helped tens of thousands of women with PCOS take back control over their health and their lives through lasting healing and sustainable lifestyle change. So whether you're newly diagnosed or have struggled a lifetime with PCOS, this book is for you. Find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or anywhere books are sold.